Praise the Lord. Have a look with me, please, if you would. Can we just get right into it? Please uh, have a look in Ephesians chapter 1. There's just, uh, there's, you know, you could, uh, you could take a year to talk about the subject and still not exhaust it. It's, it's that vast. We're not doing that, obviously. But um, I just want to emphasize a few more items before we end the series, if that's all right. So are you there with me in Ephesians chapter 1? You got your Bibles with you tonight? Yes, Turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, etc. So three basic things, although there's a lot of things we need to know, but we can categorize those three as who you are, uh, who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, what you can do through Christ. Now, now remember we talked about if you're wise, it means you have a what? There we go. Praise God. Uh, somebody actually listened because we'll just keep doing this series as many Wednesdays until you can, until you pass the tests. So that's right. You have a hearing heart, but notice it says that he would give unto you the spirit of wisdom, right? So technically is that talking now, now it's a bit of a trick question, but is that talking about you having a hearing heart? It's a bit of a trick question. Yes and no, but because he's writing to born-again believers, you were given a hearing heart the moment you became born again, whether you realized it or not. So just pause there for a second and go over to Romans. You know this already, but let's just look at it again. Romans chapter 8. It's just good for your eyes to see it. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. And it says, for, are you there? Romans eight fourteen. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So a defining feature of being born again or a son of God or a child of God or part of the body of Christ is that you're led. So how come it is that so many Christians don't know how to be led? If the defining feature of being born again is that you're led. Do you understand? Now look at verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Well, the Spirit also bears witness with our spirit about a million different things throughout the course of your life. It doesn't stop there. It starts there. This first step of the marathon is you're actually a child of God. But then he's going to bear witness of who the right person is to marry. He's going to bear witness of what road was the right road to take so you don't get in an accident. He's going to bear witness about what church to go to. Do you understand? He's going to bear witness when I'm training in the thing and there's a little bit of a problem here or a problem there. He bears witness. Don't do that. Go, don't go there. Praise God. Yesterday, now I've, I've passed the, I, I, I'm at the peak of the mountain. I'm on my way downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yesterday, your pastor was flying two and a half hours on his own into other states in the United States, just hopping airport to airport and talking to the control tower and peeing my pants as I'm talking to the control <laughs> tower because I'm so nervous that I can't understand them. And I'm like, student pilot, sir, please, student pilot, 80 Lima, student pilot, I need you to please slow down. And then after it, I said, I so appreciate, thank you so much for your patience. That's okay. You don't have to thank me, you know, like, but anyway, I did, I did, I did, I did my long solo cross country, which you have to do before you can write your exam or do your exam. And, uh, but as I, but when we were practicing it Monday and Tuesday morning, the winds were so bad and, and it's very hard to land in winds. 
I'm getting it to a point. But, you know, and I still did a pretty good job, but I had my instructor with me because you can crash the plane if you're in very heavy winds. And so he didn't want me to go alone. And the winds were supposed to be getting better as the day went on. But so that's why we planned to do this solo thing in the, in the evening because it was getting better. But I noticed that a thunderstorm was building over Lake Erie. And where I'm landing is Erie, Pennsylvania, which is right beside the lake. You can throw a stone and hit the lake from the airport. And there's a thunderstorm building in the middle of the lake and it's moving toward the shore. Now there's downdrafts on that thunderstorm. And so winds, even though they're supposed to be calm, they can pick up very quickly unexpectedly. Now, you see, I had a bearing of witness. I'm trying to get to point, right? So we know that the weather's looking good. We know everything seems to be fine, but I had a bearing of witness. Now, that means there's a knowing. He didn't speak to me, but there's a knowing in my spirit by the Holy Ghost. And I'm 41 years into being born again. You're going to have bearings of witness for the rest of your existence until you go to heaven. And there was a bearing of witness. See, now, I wasn't thinking about angels. I'm just checking my depends to make sure they're the right size because I bought some and they were too small so I had to buy a bigger pair to fit it on so that when I'm talking to the tower and I'm losing control so to speak because it's nerve-wracking it's scary that's why they call it mic fright it's the hardest thing for a pilot to learn to do is to speak this other this other language that's English but it's very hard to understand because all these different words so I'm just thinking about that I'm not thinking about angels but there was a bearing of witness. There was a knowing, send out your angels. Then I said, I'm showing you how to be led by the spirit. That was a knowing. I'm not thinking about that. Believe me, I'm thinking about natural things. When you're under pressure, you're thinking about natural things and trying not to make a negative confession because it's very easy to do that when you're under pressure. But there was a bearing of witness, send out your angels. That was just a knowing. So then I asked the Holy Spirit, see now you can ask him when you have a bearing of witness. I said, why do you, I mean, I know it sounds silly, but I said, why, why would I send out angels? I, and then he spoke to me. Now, that's the inner voice of the Spirit. He's, and and, and he, he, he'll be very specific with you. He said, send out angels to remove the wind. The Bible says angels can affect wind. You can study it. Angels can control winds. Send out angels to remove wind, to remove that, hold back that storm, uh, to remove aircraft, because when I was there uh, practicing, there was so many aircraft in that, in that airy zone with the tower, and they sequence you. So it's like you're first, you're second, you're third, and you have to fly perfect. Because if you make a mistake or you go too far or whatever, then they yell at you. Because they want you to be at the exact right altitude, and you have to do the turns perfectly. Because there's somebody behind you, and he's counting on you not to be too slow or too fast. And there's somebody in front of you that you can't go into them. So it's a, it's a high stress situation. It's fine to do it with your instructor because if there's a problem, you just take your hands off and he takes over. But when you're by yourself and it's a lot of pressure. So I said, Lord, I would rather not have a busy airport. I don't, you don't have to believe me if you don't want to. I really don't care. I'm telling you what I heard. Send out your angels to hold back that storm. Send out your angels to remove the wind. Send out your angels to remove the aircraft from that airport. You think that's not possible? It most certainly is. It's possible if you believe. If you don't want to believe, it won't work for you. Don't worry about it. You'll have exactly what you believe for, which is nothing. And fourthly, he said, send out the angel for the right controller to be in that tower. Because sometimes they're snarky. And that adds to the stress. 
Now, that was a bearing of witness, send out your angels. Now, if I hadn't inquired, he wouldn't have given me the four reasons, would he? So I said, Lord, what specifically do I send out them for? And he listened to them, bang, 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 just in about five seconds. Angels, and I said, angels, go do this. And then I got, and I'm busy. I don't have a lot of time to pray and sing Kumbaya. I got other stuff that I, so it wasn't a long prayer. I just sent them out by faith. Well, let me tell you, that storm held. I got there. There was no wind. The sock was limp. And they were the easiest landings I've ever done in my life. Six of them in a row, easiest ones I've ever done. The control guy was so nice compared to the ones before. And when I said student, he slowed right down and said, four, two, eight, zero, Lima. Do you copy? I mean, that's pretty slow. I said, 48 minutes, do you copy? 48 minutes, do you copy? I mean, how are you supposed to figure out what that means? Plus in another language. God had the right, the right person in that tower. The wind was zero, nothing. The storm was in there. I could see the lightning and there were, there were things coming up in the stream saying, uh, caution, lightning strikes to, to, you know, to, your, to your west. Yeah. I could see the lightning strikes, but it's over there on the lake. It's not touching me. It's almost touching me, but it's not. Those angels. And there was not one plane anywhere in sight. I was the only one. I had the whole airport to myself to do my maneuvers and my touch and goes and land and take off and everything. And I, and I said, now some people may think, well, that's just coincidence that nobody happened to be there, but the Holy Ghost bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God, but that's just the first bearing of witness. He'll bear witness to you about a dozen and one different things. You can be signing a contract and he can bear witness and say, uh, read the fine print. He can, you can bear witness and there's just a knowing, uh, don't do that or ask for more when you're doing that job, ask for more. There can be a bearing of witness. Don't ask for anything. The Holy Ghost knows every situation inside out, and he's a genius. You're not. So it, it would behoove us to listen to the inner witness. I'm serious. I mean, I'm talking a daily basis, a daily basis, daily basis. Who to witness to? Just listen to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I don't, you don't, you won't, be, you won't believe me if I told you because it sounds like cheating, but it's not cheating. But I've had the Holy Ghost when I'm driving say, there's a police officer up there. Slow down. You say, I don't believe that. That's right. You don't believe it. That's why it will never happen to you. But I say, uh, Holy Ghost guide me. Now I'm going to do my best to follow the rules and the, and the laws of the land. But father, you know, every, every now and then you're worse than I am, you know, Sometimes you're just not concentrating and you're a little bit heavy on that thing. And I've, I doesn't do it all the time. In fact, I, a little while ago, uh, th there was one hiding in the bushes. They like to hide in the bushes with their little radar guns. I don't like that. That's cheating. And the Holy Ghost didn't tell me. He was hiding in the bushes. And I went past. Thank God I was doing the right speed. And I said, Lord, why didn't you warn me? And he said, just follow the law. But other times, I've had him warn me. I don't understand why that is, but I'm just saying he, he'll help you in lots of situations, lots of situations, lots. Of, you don't have to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. You don't have to be. Some of you think about, well, what if I was there when there was a burglary? If you're learning to be led by the Spirit, he will prompt you not to be in that place at the wrong time. And if you find yourself there, he expects you to take dominion. 
because he knew the problem was coming and he didn't lead you away from it. That means he led you into a fight. So stand up and take dominion. But be led by the spirit, how you do it? The guy's got a gun. You just figure that out on your own. I won't tell you what I would do. You just figure out what you would do. I can tell you what David Hogan would do. I can tell you what Dad Hagen would do in those situations, but not everybody's at their level. But you just take dominion the way that you know how. Because if God didn't lead you out of it and there's trouble, you're going to get through that unscathed. But he might have you there because other people might get hurt or injured or even killed because nobody else knows how to take dominion. But by you being there, you can bind those evil spirits and that thing can change and it could save somebody else's life. Amen. Are you still with me? So the spirit bears witness. You see that now? So we have the Holy Ghost. Now go back to Ephesians. Where were you? Ephesians chapter 1. So we were saying here, verse 17, it says that he has given us the spirit that he would give unto you the spirit of wisdom. So if it's my divine right as a born again believer to have a hearing heart, which is being led at the moment of salvation, and this is written to existing believers, this giving you the spirit of wisdom, you could say God's giving you a hearing heart, but it's not technically what it means. Because he already wrote this to a believer who already has a hearing heart. Every believer became wise the moment they got born again. Wisdom does not mean you know everything about everything. Wisdom means you have an ability to hear God and God knows everything about everything. Now he's saying, I'm giving you as a believer with a hearing heart, the spirit of wisdom. What is he really saying? I'm giving you my mind. Because what is the wisdom of God is the mind of God. Hearing God's thoughts, hearing God's desires, knowing what God thinks about a situation can change everything for you. And he's saying, I'm giving you the spirit of wisdom. He's talking to somebody that already has wisdom in terms of a hearing heart because of Romans 8, 14 and 16. But now he's saying to that person, I'm giving you the spirit of wisdom. So he's not technically saying, I'm giving you a hearing heart. What he's saying is you already got a hearing heart. I'm going to now give you my mind. Do you see that? Now we have, we can claim this. This is a promise. If he didn't want us to have it, he should have written it. Amen. He wants us to have it, Jenny. I have a right to say, Father, I have a right to know your mind about this situation. Well, where do you find that, son? I find it right here that you said you'd give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Are you listening? Because that means I've already got a hearing heart being born again, but now I have a right to hear the wisdom of God. So have a look now. Look at these words closely. What words do you see? You see the word spirit. You see the word revelation. You see the word wisdom, right? And you see the word knowledge of him. Who is Jesus? He is the word made flesh. So you could say knowledge of the word. So really, what is this saying? God is telling us in this scripture, I'm going to reveal my mind. I'm going to reveal revelation, my mind to you, the wisdom of God, by the Holy Ghost, the spirit, and also in your spirit, because that's how he communicates spirit to spirit. But listen now, this is very important. How am I going to start revealing it? I'm going to start revealing it through the word, in the knowledge of him. Notice it didn't talk about the leading. It talked about the knowledge of the word. So God is promising us, I'm going to reveal my mind to you by the Holy Ghost through the word. Do you see all that in there? 
I'm going to reveal the spirit of revelation, my mind to you, the spirit of wisdom, by the spirit, because it's the spirit of wisdom, in the knowledge of him, or the knowledge of Jesus, in the knowledge of the word, in other words, through the word. Yeah. Notice that the word always comes first. Yes. Are you listening to me? We're talking about how to be led by the Spirit, but the primary way he leads you is through the Word because it's in the knowledge of him. So if you never read your Bible, you're going to, listen, it's dangerous to just ask the Holy Ghost to guide and lead you without the Word in you. Because you, first of all, are going to filter everything you think is God through the Word. Secondly, the Word is washing, like I said on Sunday, your mind. So as you're, as he's trying to communicate to your spirit, it's going to get up to a clear and clean word washed mind, because if you don't have the word in it, you might miss some of the leadings because the word will wash your mind and your stinking thinking. Thirdly, the word was giving you faith. So whatever he shows you, if you don't have the word, you're not going to have faith to do what he showed you anyway. But he, he first leads us through the word. Remember, we're word and spirit people. We're not spirit word people. I'm not de decreasing the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? But we're word and spirit. All the indicators through the Bible, all the symbolic parallels, like our logo, for example, is the rock, which represents the word. The fire comes out of the rock, which represents the spirit. But you always see the word first. The word is first. And even if you look at it, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is here to glorify Jesus. Jesus glorifies the Father. Jesus is the word. The Holy Ghost is glorifying the word before he glorifies himself. So the word is always first and the spirit is always second. That's the divine order of God. Are you with me? That's why Dad Hagen always said, you got to teach or preach. Now, you can have Holy Ghost services, don't get me wrong. But in general, you've got to give time to the Word and then the Spirit. What does the Bible say? It says He'll confirm the Word with signs and wonders. It didn't say that, that, that He'll do it separate to the Word. It didn't just say that He'll do things. It says, preach the Word. And then I'll confirm what the Word says with the miracles, the signs, the wonders, and the moving of the Spirit. Amen. So the Spirit, even there, is only confirming the Word. He is honoring the Word. He's glorifying the Word. He's coming through the Word. The Word, the Word, the Word, the Word is first. And Dad Hagen, if you look at how many services he, he had where he never said anything from the Word, they were far and few between compared to how many times he taught the Word and then the Spirit of God moved because that's the divine order. He can change it and have a Holy Ghost service once in a while where there's no word preached. And we do that Sunday night sometimes. But the, the main order of God, the, the, you, if you get too far away to the left or the right, you're going to get an error. The main way that God works, the divine order, is the word comes first and the Holy Ghost comes second. So if that is how it is in every area of ministry in life, why do you think leading is different? Why are you praying in tongues before reading the word? Why are you emphasizing tongues so much, but not the word? Because the primary way he'll lead you is in the knowledge of the word. Yes. Now, I'm not lessening tongues. There's a place for it. But I'm saying if you have to pick praying or reading, you better read. Because the word is your foundation. The word is what washes your mind. Do you understand? And if you don't have the word as an anchor to govern everything else that you think you're hearing and that you think is God, you're going to get squirrely. And you're going to hear other voices that may not be the Holy Ghost, but the Word, the Word will keep you stable. It will keep you strong. 
Are you listening to me? The Word and the Spirit. But how does He first lead us? He leads us with the Word. Now, what does, I'm, I'm quizzing you to see how much you've been listening. What does the Word, how does He guide you through the Word? Well, I'll give you the answer. He guides you in general areas and specific areas because the word will answer general answers. But do you know that he can actually lead you specifically by giving you a verse of scripture that's just for you? But there might be 10,000 other believers around the world that you don't know that God used the same verse that you thought was written just for you. And God is using the same verse for 10,000 other people and they could swear an affidavit that it was written just for them. Because when he talks to you through a scripture, you can almost get possessive of that scripture. There's some things he said to me where I hear other people, I get angry. You know, you don't have a right to preach that. That verse, my verse. There's, There's only two or three of them that are foundational for me. Very foundational for my calling. They're in the book of Jeremiah. And if I ever hear somebody dare to touch them, I feel like, who do you think you are? That was not written for you. When God wrote that, it was for me because God spoke that to me. But you know, God's probably used that verse with many other people. Do you understand? Because he doesn't ever do anything just for one person. He's doing it for a body. And I might be the little toe and you might be the little finger, but the little finger needs the same verse sometimes as the little toe does. But when God speaks to you, it can feel like it's just to you. The Holy Ghost has that ability to take the word and give you a specific answer through a scripture just for you. But he'll also use the word in general for you. Now, what happens? That's the word. That's how he leads you through the word, general and specific. But now what if you've got a very specific thing and there's no scripture that God's using to give you that answer? Well, that's when the leading of the Spirit comes in because he can reveal to you the specifics that the Word does not mention. Do you understand? But the specifics that he says, the Spirit says to your spirit, is always going to line up with the general Word. So you can always know if you've heard right, just test it against the Word. But let me give you a hint. If you never read the Word... If you never listen to preaching, if you don't come to church, if you don't supplement Sunday and Wednesday with feeding out there, reading Dad Hagen's books, listening to Pastor Nancy, doing other stuff, if you don't have an ongoing river of the word in you, how are you supposed to compare what you think you've heard to anything? Because you really don't have much to compare to because you have very little word quality in you. And that's where people get weird because they don't know the word, but they think they're hearing the spirit, but they don't know the word. The Holy Ghost has a certain sound to him and the word has a certain sound when the spirit of God is using it to speak to you. And you've got to learn that sound for lack of a better word. You've got to learn that there's a certain way it sounds when God is speaking to you through the word in your spirit, there's a certain sense you get. And when he's communicating to you directly in your spirit, there's a certain sense you get. And demons will try to mimic that. So that's why I said last week, don't pray for things that are in the word because an evil spirit will go. Don't ever pray and say, Holy Spirit, please, I'm begging you, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. No, just say, Lord, I thank you that I'm led. Don't ask for voices. We we had to ask somebody to leave the church over that because they started hearing demons speaking to them. And the demon was telling them that somebody in our congregation was a witch and that that witch was cursing congregation members and that witch had put a spell on me and that I was blinded to that spell and that this person was the savior of Promise of Life Church and that they were gonna come and clear out all the witchcraft and they were gonna be a hero. 
And I'm sitting there and they're talking to me and I'm looking at them in their eyes. And I see now, again, even in that situation, I'm trying to help you. Yeah. The whole, I, in my thing, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, they're crazy. Yeah. I'm thinking they're crazy and they are. Yeah. But I'm not trying to be mean. The Holy Ghost loves them. So in my heart, I say, Holy Ghost, what do I do in this one? This is crazy. What do I do? And he said, look in her eyes. So I looked straight in her eyes and I could see that spirit moving behind her eyes. And he said, you see, there's a demon that's got a hold of her mind. Now tell her, and he told me what to tell her. Tell her there's a demon. Tell her if she will repent, renounce, and curse those things that she has said and ask to be free. You can cast that spirit out of her right now. And I said, would you want to be? And she just stared at me. I said, look, I'm, I'm talking to you right now. I said, now, if you, if you will just say, I repent, and, and, I, and I'm going to, I renounce these things. You're my pastor, and I trust you. You know more than I do. Would you please set me free? There's obviously something that's got me tormented and got me demented and got me deceived. It's really a delusion. It, I know the anointing was, I could feel it on me to cast it out. And she looked at me, and she said, no, I'm not going to say that. Do you remember, Jenny? You were in the room, and I started pleading with her because the pastor pleads. And I said, please, my sister, I love you. I'm asking you because what you're doing is you're spreading division in the church, and I can't allow that. You're listening to demons. No, I'm not. I'm listening to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Sweetheart, you need to trust me. I know more than you. You're listening to demons right now. I can see them in your eyes. Oh, I don't believe it. You're under a spell. That's that witch's spell that's on you. You see, you can't see when you're deluded, you have to have humility. But delusion brings pride. So then I'm thinking, Lord, what do I do now? See, I'm always checking. You can check. You can check when life, you can check your spirit while you're going through things. Lord, what do I do now? He said, tell her if she doesn't repent, she can't come back to the church. Now you see, the Holy Ghost kicked her out. I didn't kick any, I've never kicked anybody out. He's kicked a few people out. I've never kicked anybody out. He just uses me to kick people out. I have too much holy fear to kick somebody out in case I'm wrong. Then I'm going to stand before God and their life goes off track. And God says, because you, you didn't like them or you were offended with them, you removed them from their place of feeding and everything went downhill. I hold you accountable for their failures. So I don't kick anybody out. The Holy Ghost kicks people out. And I said, I'm pleading with you. If you don't listen to me, God's going to judge you and he's going to judge you right now. I'm asking you, let me help you. Let me lay my hands on you. I won't embarrass you. I won't hurt you. I will come I could feel that anointing on me. That anointing to cast out devils is very different to other anointings. It's like a, I can't explain it. It's like a, there's a fearlessness, but, but a great compassion at the same time. And not angry with her, angry with that spirit that has deceived her. And I said, I'm pleading with you. Let me help you. And I reached out to touch her hand and the Lord said, don't touch her. You see, because she doesn't want that. If, if, I, if I violate that, see, there's, anyway, I'm getting off track. But if I violate that thing and actually make contact with her when she doesn't want, I can open the door. He said, don't touch her. So I moved my hand. I didn't tell her that. I moved my hand back. And I said, I'm pleading with you. Let me lay my hands on you and cast that out. And you'll be totally free from this moment forward. And she looked at me and she says, no, I can't do that. I can't let you do that. I said, you understand you're going to have to leave our church. You understand you can't come back. Do you understand what that means? All the friends you have, all the things that we've built with you. Do you understand what that means? You are throwing away everything. Do you understand? Yes. Why won't you listen? I'm helping you. And then she says, uh, I heard the Holy Ghost say, She's, she likes the voices. See, he'll help you all the way through. And I said, you like those voices, don't you? And she just looked at me. I said, you like those voices, don't you? And she just looked at me. 
And I said, the fact that you're not saying no shows that you're in agreement, that you like those voices. I'm giving you one more chance and this meeting is over and you're off the property. I'll call the cops if you ever come back. And she says, I don't want you to touch me. You're under a spell from that witch, she said. I said, Ush, I called the ushers. I said, get off the property. <laughs> you see, now that's church discipline. Asking to hear voices. You don't ever ask to hear voices. The Holy Ghost will speak to you in line with the word. And long before you'll ever hear the inward voice, he wants you to know the word. And he wants you to know the inner witness as it applies to the word. And when you get skillful with the word and the inner witness, that's not a voice, that's a knowing. Then you'll progress into the inner voice of the Holy Ghost. And before you get to the inner voice, you're going to hear little words come up out of your spirit, but they're not the Lord speaking to you. That's your spirit. Are you listening to me? Dad Hagen taught us that the still small voice, you know that little tiny voice you hear? Sometimes you can actually put words and phrases on it. You can actually know exactly word for word what that voice is that you hear, but it's real small. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's not the Holy Ghost. That's your spirit speaking to your mind as influenced by the Holy Ghost and the word that's in your spirit. Do you understand? If the Holy Ghost ever speaks to you, the voice, I don't mean audibly, the voice of the Spirit, it's called the voice of the Spirit. If he speaks to you, it was loud, it is unmistakable, it is, you know it's not the still small voice, it is something that's bolder and has more, Dad Hagen called it, more authority to it. And sometimes you go, oh, do you hear that, honey? It's that clear. That's the Spirit speaking to you out of your spirit to your mind. It doesn't happen very often. The bearing of witness happens all the time. The leading through scripture happens all the time. And then your spirit speaking, that little voice will happen fairly regularly. But that bold voice, that voice of the inner voice, the inner voice of the spirit, that you, 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 you know what it is, it's very clear. That doesn't happen every day. That doesn't happen all the time. A lot of it we mistake thinking it's the spirit's voice, but it's our spirit's voice. Do you understand? You say, but how am I going to figure all this out? I don't know. You just figure it out. Pray. Turn your heart to him. Make it your goal to know him. That's how you figure it out. Holy Spirit, I just want to know you. And part of knowing you means I want to know how you communicate to me. Because if I, I want to know my wife, I've got to know how she communicates. So just, I want to learn you. I mean, this is an adventure. I don't have to be all stressed about it. This is an adventure. This is, every day is going to be a little different. Holy Spirit, just show me. And I'm going to look for that inward witness. And I'm going to look for the word. And then I'm going to listen for the still small voice. And those are the three primary ways you're going to lead me. And then uh, once in a while, you may actually speak to me with the inward voice. But that is going to be bolder, louder, and with more authority. But Lord, I'm open to that if and when you choose. But I'm not asking you for that. I thank you. I've got the inner witness. That's what I've got scripture for. I've got the word. That's what I've got scripture for. I've got the still small voice. That's what I've got scripture for. Are you with me? And then you start over many different occasions, many different occasions. Today, he said something to me for me to do, and it would have made me some money personally. He told me to do something. Well, when I say that, let me rephrase because he didn't, he didn't tell me to do something. I had a tiny, tiny, I mean, so tiny, like a grain of sand. Just a sense, just a sense, it, no voice, no nothing, just a sense, do that. But, but I, I picked it up and I thought, mm, I don't know, that sounds risky to me. See, what did I do? I mentally yeah. filtered it 
instead of trusting. But because it was so small, I wasn't sure. And so I said, and when about an hour later, that situation changed and I would have made some money. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, and I went, mm. and I heard the Holy Ghost say, that was your spirit. Your spirit knows some of the future. He doesn't know everything, but it knows some of the future. And the Lord said, that was your spirit prompting you to do that business action because your spirit knew what was going to happen. It knows a measure of the future. doesn't know everything, but because the Holy Ghost is in there and the Holy Ghost knows the future, your spirit picks things up from the Holy Ghost that your mind doesn't understand. And, and sometimes it's real soft. Now that could be for protection. It could be to increase you financially. It could be an idea. Right. Start this business, sell that object, create this cottage industry. And it could be real tiny, real tiny. What you need to do is just start to pray that out and don't ignore it. Just don't ignore it because it could, it could actually help you financially or it could protect you. It could, depending on what the issue is. But sometimes it's so small. It's so small. But it was not small enough that I didn't pick it up. But it was small enough for me to think that maybe I made a mistake. Do you understand? How do you know the difference? A lot of time waiting on God, a lot of time in tongues, and a lot of time in the Word. Remember, what separates soul from spirit, Hebrews 4.12? The word. The sharp edge of the word will separate your mind from your spirit. So you say, well, how do I know if it's God or not? Spend more time in the word. The more time you're in the word, the more you're going to be able to tell if it's your soul realm or if it's the Holy Ghost. The word separates. You got to have the word. The word is always first. You still with me? I am really off subject. I'm grossly off subject. Now, have a look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I don't mean to give you all these personal things, but every now and then it will just pop, pop up in my heart and I think, well, maybe it'll help them. I don't know, Lord. Anyway, have a look, please. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. Look at verse 9. But as it is written, eyes not seen, ears not heard, neither in the heart of man. In other words, you've got no idea. That's all that means. The things which God has prepared for them that love him, that's you. Future things, prepared things, that means Future. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Notice that it said the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him and the spirit of wisdom. What did we just read in Ephesians 1.17? That God by the spirit is going to reveal, that's revelation, the mind of God, that's the wisdom of God, to you. And there it says primarily through the word. But did you notice those three words? The spirit reveals the mind. You see what we saw in Ephesians 1.17? The Spirit reveals the mind of God. Now watch here. What does it say? But God has revealed what things? The things that God has prepared. If I've prepared something for somebody, haven't I thought about it? If I'm preparing a gift for somebody, I have to think about it. So for God to say, I'm preparing good things for you, Nigel, that means God has to think about it because he's preparing it, which means that's his mind. Now watch, it says the spirit reveals those things which are in his mind. So we saw the spirit reveals the mind, Ephesians 1.17. And here we see, 1 Corinthians 2.10, that the spirit reveals the mind of God that he is preparing for us. Do you see it's the same thing? You're not going to find it different in any verse of scripture. There's many. I'm only giving you a couple because of time. But you always find the spirit will reveal the will of God. The spirit will reveal the mind of God. The spirit will reveal the, the plan of God. The spirit will reveal the thoughts of God. 
Do you understand? The Spirit is revealing everything because He's the one that's on earth. Jesus is up there. The Father is up there. The Holy Ghost is down here with us. The Holy Ghost is inside your belly. He's inside your spirit. He can only communicate to your spirit because He is a spirit. And like is to like. He cannot communicate to your mind first. He communicates to your spirit because the spirit communicates to spirit. Your spirit communicates to your thought life. Are you listening? If your thought life is messed up, your spirit is trying to communicate, but you can't pick it up because you got all this weirdness up there. That's why you need the word. Because the word doesn't just make sure that what you think you're picking up down here is right. The word washes this so that when the little unctions of your spirit come up, via the Holy Ghost inside you, when those little thoughts come up, your mind will be clean and pure and clean and sensitive. And it will go, oh, there it is. There it is. People that tell me, pastor, I just, pastor, 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 I pray in the Holy Ghost. I pray in the Holy Ghost for 19 hours and I still can't hear the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because you don't read the Bible. You've got to put the word first. Then pray in tongues second. Why? Because you can pray in tongues. What's happening? Your spirit is becoming more sensitive to the Holy Ghost by praying in tongues, right? Now your spirit is trying to communicate to your mind what the Holy Ghost is talking to it about. Tongues accomplishes all of that. But if your mind is messed up, it doesn't matter how much is trying to come up from your spirit because you're praying in tongues so your spirit's moving and your spirit's trying to give clues to your brain. But if your brain is messed up, no matter how much you pray in tongues, you'll never be led by the spirit because the word is what washes your brain. Tongues does not affect your mind at all. When you pray in tongues, your mind, 1 Corinthians 14 says, is completely useless and unfruitful. So tongues does not help your mind. It does not renew your mind. It bypasses the mental faculties altogether. So you can pray a lot in tongues and still not be led by the Spirit, even though we say to you, if you want to be led by the Spirit, pray in tongues. Well, I'm praying in tongues. I'm not led by the Spirit. Right. Well, we kind of figured that you'd know this, but maybe you don't. It's not just praying in the Spirit. It's the Word first and then praying in the Spirit because the Word will wash your mind. So now when your spirit is trying to send cues up, your redeemed, renewed mind will go, yep, I picked that up. Yep, I picked that up. Yep, I picked that up. Do you understand? Now, what if you've got this wonderfully washed mind because you read and you meditate on the Bible and you've got revelation in the Bible and you've got all that wonderful, and your mind's clean, but you never pray. Now your mind is looking for the cues, but there's not much coming up from your spirit because prayer gets your spirit moving in God engaged with the Holy Ghost and starts sending cues up. And your mind reaches the hook down and grabs that fish. Some of you, you got no cues coming up because you don't pray. Others of you, you got no hooks coming down because you don't read the Bible. And you're whining, I can't hear the Holy Ghost. Just read and pray and you will hear the leadings of the Holy Ghost. But it requires the Word and it requires praying in the Spirit. And you can't have one or the other. You've got to have both. Are you with me? Now, we see here, Ephesians 1.17, the Father, the Spirit reveals the mind. Remember? Now, we see this again here in 1 Corinthians 2.10. The Spirit reveals the mind. 
The Spirit is revealing it. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. That would obviously include his mind. For what man knows the things of a man is in the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Because we've got the Holy Ghost, we have rights to freely know what is in the mind of the Father. Now this is an amazing verse. This is a powerful verse. Do you understand what he's saying? He's saying, not only do I, have you got the ability to hear my thoughts and know my mind by the Spirit revealing it, but you have a right to it. And I'll give it to you freely. And I'm not trying to hold it back. It shouldn't be hard. If it's hard, you're either not reading enough the Word and meditating, or you're not praying enough in the Holy Ghost. You've got to have both working simultaneously, and then it's not hard to have that leading, to know the things that God has planned for you, that he's revealing to you by the Spirit, that is the wisdom of God, the mind of God being revealed to you by the Holy Ghost as you read and pray. Are you with me? So before you say, I'm telling you, you've got to watch what you say. Before you say, Lord, I can never hear you. Say, Father, your word says right here, I'm reading it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. I'm reading it to you. You said, I have a right to freely know the things that are for my future. I have a right to freely understand why this has gone wrong in the past. Whatever is in the mind of God, the wisdom of God, I have a right to know it. Amen. And it's not hard and it's not laborsome. You said you'd give it freely. So if I'm not hearing it, the problem ain't with you. The problem is down here. So am I reading enough? And am I praying enough? Because if I do those two things, my mind will be washed. It will hook, the hook will go down. My spirit will be moving, hearing the Holy Ghost and sending up cues. And I'll hook those cues. And before you know it, my mind will, will catch it. And I'll go, yep, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yep, that's where I'm supposed to go. Yep, that's who I'm supposed to be in that contract with. Yep, that, no, I'm not buying that house. No, no, no. Hallelujah. Praise God. But you have a right. I'm, I'm bringing this out because I'm trying to say you have a right and it should be freely given. It's not hard. Don't make the leading of the spirit hard. He never intended it for it to be hard. We make it hard because we're busy. Slow down, pray and read and it won't be hard. You still with me? You're not angry with me? Okay. Now watch that verse now. Which things we also speak. Not in the word which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Which things? What things? The things that God has prepared for us that he's revealing to us by the Spirit freely. Do you understand? Those things we have to speak. Now, I just want to emphasize a couple extra things here to you that God was starting to talk to me about. And so I want to share them with you. Number one, the Spirit will reveal the mind of God to you through preaching and through the study of the word. If you're writing notes, put this down under the category of known promises. There are things that your renewed mind is already renewed about. Do you understand? Now, you can always get more revelation, but I'm saying in general, let me use that example again, like when I was standing in the mirror, what I shared with you last week, and, and I saw some things that weren't working 100%. By the way, I'm still healed. And of course I am because I knew it was done. I, I, there was no doubt in my heart. I knew it was done. But I'm looking at that situation. Now, for me, that was healing. For you, it could have been something else. I'm looking at that situation. Now, I'm trying to help you now. Not as man's wisdom. What is wisdom? The mind. 
The mind of man. Now, what does that mean? The mind of the world? Because the mind of the world is going to say certain things about your health. And you just turn the TV and you can hear all the world's mind talking to you. But then you also have the mind of man. Your mind, your unrenewed mind. Fear, confusion, panic. Oh my God, what is that? Oh my God, what is that lump? Oh, 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 oh Lord. You see, you're not supposed to, listen, I'm talking now known promises. When I say known, I'm not talking about tongues. I'm talking about English because it's known. When you have known promises, God is going to reveal, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to you what God thinks about healing. Through what? The preaching of the word and your own study of the word. Now your mind is washed and it understands the way God thinks about healing. Now there's always more you can get, but I'm not talking about going deeper. I'm just talking about the basics here. So Jenny, I'm standing there at the mirror looking about a subject that I already have a renewed mind about. Because he's revealed by his spirit to me, his mind on the subject of healing. And he's revealed it by my own study of the word and by the word that I've heard preached. So my mind's already washed. Is it a mystery to me? No. Because I know the mind of God about healing. Are you listening? I'm trying to help you because you all do it. So I'm looking in the mirror, and what am I doing? Am I talking words that the Spirit has taught me in revelation about the healing covenant? Or am I talking words of man's wisdom? The way men think, the way the world thinks, the way my unrenewed part of my mind thinks. Well, I don't know about that. That's so ugly. Oh, what the heck is that? What is that? I don't know what that is. That's weird. I don't like that. Oh, God. <laughs> and you go, all oh, this like emotional roller coaster. Whining, complaining, fear, rehearsing the problem. That's the way men's mind think. Rehearsing the problem. I don't know why. I don't know. That's the way men think. Well, Lord, if I try that uh, on that commercial, they only listed seven things that were awful for you as side effects, including death. But... But constipation was the least one, and maybe I'll try that, and I just don't mind being plugged up for a while, because if it fixes this problem, then I can figure out I can take some X-lax for that problem. You see, uh, Joey, talking out, that's the mind of men. That's the mind of the world giving you their chemical answer to your problem. And then you have your friends, and then you might rehearse what they said. And then you've got your own <laughs> unrenewed mind, and all of its concerns and fears and upset and whining and complaining. All of that is speaking words that men teach. And I was standing at that mirror whining, complaining, trying not to be afraid. Lord, I don't know what that lump is. I don't know why that's there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I believe the Bible. <laughs> I believe the Bible. <laughs> Don't lie to me because you've done it too. And I heard the Holy Ghost. What are you doing? Lord, can't I even have a break? Can't I ever complain? And he said, this was revelation to me. He said, you're speaking words that man's wisdom teach. The mind of men, including your own unrenewed mind, boy. He said, speak words that I, the Spirit, have taught you. Now, what has the Spirit, what has God revealed by the Spirit to me 
by my study and hearing the preaching of the word on the subject of healing, I know certain things. It's not a mystery to me. I know it. The problem is I'm not speaking it. So that's where I got angry at myself. I got angry at that thing I saw. I got angry at the devil. I got angry at everybody but Jesus. And that's the best way to be. And I started speaking and commending. See, I'm speaking things in English that the Spirit has revealed, given me revelation. The Spirit revealed the mind of God to me about dominion. The Spirit revealed the mind of God to me about healing. How dare I say anything contrary? But we do all the time. Speak what the Spirit has shown you. So I started to speak. And I just knew it. Nothing in the natural changed, but I said, it's done. On that one area. And that one area has been done since that moment. Nine months, 12, 15 times a day. It stopped instantaneously. That's because I'm speaking what the Spirit has taught me. Stop speaking over your business what the world economy is telling you. Well, you know, they said there's going to be a long delay because everybody's behind. And so I guess I'm just going to accept my application. It's going to take a long time. That's what men's wisdom taught. Why don't you just say, Father, I've been revealed by the Holy Ghost that I have favor. So I'm going to say what the Spirit taught me. And I've got revelation. The Spirit revealed the mind of God to me about favor. I can have things work faster for me than anybody else. So I start to say, angels, go and prepare the path. Go, go and plow the road. Angels, go prosper me in the way. I say, the favor of God surrounds me as a shield, Psalm 5, 12. And start speaking what the, I'm talking about English now. Speak what the Spirit has revealed to you that God's mind is on that subject. And if you will guard your tongue and speak what the Spirit has taught you instead of what the world wants to teach you or your unrenewed mind wants to try to revert back to, you'll see you'll have a lot more victory. Because this is part of it. We have, we have rights, Andrea, to healing. But if the Spirit's revealed to us revelation on healing, and then we're talking about sickness, we're going to cross threads with everything we've learned. And God was displeased with me because it is easy to get afraid. It is easy to complain. It is easy to get weary and tired. I'm not knocking you if you are, but I'm saying that's where the constant of the constant inflow of the word. You've got to keep the meditation of the word constantly going and praying in the Holy Ghost constantly going because your spirit needs food and it needs the exercise of speaking in other tongues so that your heart is open, your mind is clear and you're hearing the leadings of the spirit and you're speaking in this case, in English, what you already know. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Now, can, can we take it a step further? Yes. What about, if you're writing notes, unknown mysteries? There's really two sides to this. There's what you already know by the word, your study, the preaching of it. You better start speaking those things. But now you're facing a situation, Lord, I don't know what job. There's no scripture exactly that covers that. So now you know the Holy Ghost has to show you specifically. And you, you're looking inside, but you don't, you don't sense anything. So what's the first thing that you should say? How's my word life? Because your mind might be missing the, the promptings of your spirit. So make sure you triple up on your word. How's my prayer life is your next question. And then make sure that, because if you're not engaging your spirit, it's not sending cues up to your mind. Not the same way. So increase your prayer life. Are you with me? Now, 
In the increasing of your prayer life, this is a sub-point under that. Have a look at this now. It says, speaking things which the Spirit speaks. The Spirit has taught us to say. Well, the Holy Ghost has, God has revealed by the Spirit His mind to me on the subject of healing, and my natural mind has revelation on that so I can speak in English. But now about, let's say, what job to take. God has not revealed to me yet, by the Spirit, His mind on that job. You would be a fool to just take a job based on what you think. That's how people mess things up. <laughs> I know a man years ago, and God blessed him in business, and there was an opening to buy a house in Rosedale, Toronto, and buy that house for $4 million, which he could afford at that time. And he mentioned it to me in passing. I don't know. It got nothing to do with him, but my spirit... And I said, you know what, I think you should do that. But because he has no reverence for the, for, he's not a Christian. And he doesn't respect ministers. So he poo-pooed what I said like I was a mailman. He didn't buy it. He went into major financial crisis. That house would have sold for 20 million 10 years later. He sold his house for 3 million that we could have sold it for 4 million back then. Sold it for 3 million, never went down that other path. Lost everything on the stock market and is now broke. And he, see, see, if he, see, God was trying to save him through me. But how much more if he had the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost would have prompted him by that. Set him for the rest of his life. Set his children, set his grandchildren, set his great-grandchildren for the rest of their lives. What about that young lady that I heard on the news that died uh, over in B.C. Hiking that cliff or something the black tusk or whatever it's called. She fell, 18, 28 years old, in BC, yesterday, dead. But the Holy Ghost, see, if she'd have the Holy Ghost, if she had the Holy Ghost, there would have been a, mm, mm. that's the, her spirit trying to say, don't do it. You see, it can save your life. It can save your financial life. Let's get back to it because I got to close. Taylor, you're going to, do a, let's say you're, you're doing a, a CD, a, a music thing, and you've got two labels that want to sign with you. And one it looks like this and the other looks like that, and you don't know. Both look okay, but you don't know. Should he make the decision based on money? Should he make the decision based on what they promise him in royalties? Mm, 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 mm. You can't make a decision. Your mind doesn't know the answer. You should never make a decision out of your mind, especially things like that, because I'm not talking about what clothes you pick in the morning. I'm not talking about weird stuff. I'm talking about big decisions. So now he goes to the Father. Now, you, you can go and start saying things the Father has revealed to you, his mind on, like healing, and start speaking out through your renewed mind that revelation like me at the mirror. Because you know it already. But Taylor does not know which contract to sign. So he can, this is a different category now. Now this is considered a mystery. This is an unknown mystery. But I've got the same help, whether it's been revealed to me through the study of the word or, and by revelation or not. I've got the same Holy Ghost. I've got the same help. Whether I understand it in my renewed mind by revelation, knowing God's mind about that subject or not, I still have rights to freely know all things that have been given to me of the Father. And the Father already knows which is the right contract.
The Spirit has sought out in the eternity of God, which is the right contract. The Spirit knows exactly which is the right contract, and His Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is speaking to His Spirit, knows which is the right contract. But His mind does not know. So what should Reverend Taylor do? He should speak those things which the Spirit teaches. What is that? You can speak English that the Spirit taught you by revelation of the Word, and when you don't know, you can speak in tongues. Tongues is for when you don't know. He can say, Father, are you listening? Because half the conversations I have in my counseling office, I'm answering right now. Father, concerning, don't get hung up on the exact legalism of the words. Know the spirit of what I'm saying. Father, concerning these two contracts. Up here, don't know. Down here, my spirit knows, but I don't know. I don't know, but I know. I'm going to now pray out the mystery of these contracts in the Holy Ghost because you told me that I have a right to know freely. This is not hard. I claim verse 12 that I will know and it will be free and it will be quick and it will be easy. But I have to do something in order to know because the verse didn't end in verse 12. It said, which things you must speak. So the only way I'm going to get that free knowing is by speaking. But because this is a mystery to me, unlike healing, I can speak in English because I don't know. But I do have the wonderful gift of tongues. So I don't know what to do. My spirit knows, my mind doesn't, but I am to speak the things which the spirit teaches me. And right now he's going to give me utterance. Acts chapter 2, verse 4, in order to speak out the mystery, 1 Corinthians 14, 4, of this situation. Father, concerning which contract, I pray it out now. And he prays 15, 20, however many minutes he wants, he looks to his spirit. If he doesn't know, not up here, but a knowing down here, a bearing of witness. I don't know why, but I just know that I know that I know that I know. And I don't know why, Blair, but I just know. If he don't got that, don't make the decision yet. But you got to they put pressure on you. Wait or walk away. That's right. The next day, the next day, what is he doing? He's praying out the mystery of that contract. Now you understand that? You understand what's happening now? Because he did his part to pray the mystery out of his spirit through his mouth, the Holy Ghost can do his part now and reveal the mystery to his spirit. Now his spirit is going to send up fireworks and signals to his brain. Sometimes it takes a day, sometimes it takes a week, but your spirit will always send up those signals. Now, if you're in the word, your mind will send down the hooks and will pick up those fireworks. If you're never in the word, you just won't ever hear it. And you'll still wander around in darkness stumbling. So when you're praying 15, 20 minutes a day, don't just pray 15 minutes. Read the word for 15 minutes and then speak in other tongues. Lord, concerning this mystery, I pray it out in the Holy Ghost. That's part A. Really, it's part B because I'm in the word first, then I'm praying out that mystery second. I'm in the word the next day, I'm praying out that mystery again until there's a sense of knowing. And then my mind that's clean reaches down and goes, oh, oh, I know it's this one. And Corinne says, well, why? I don't know. Well, you just said you know. I do know. Well, why? I don't know. Uh, Pastor Craig, I need you to come down to Oakville. My husband's going crazy. He says he knows, but he doesn't know, but he knows, but he doesn't know. 
anomkarin. It means he's got a bearing of witness. I know that I know that I know that I know. Why? I don't know why, but I just know. I don't know why. I haven't done any research, but I know down here. That one's a no. That one's a yes. <laughs> now, that's the main way he leads you, that knowing. It could also be a voice that's coming out of your spirit that says, pick this. It could also be the Holy Ghost speaking to you in bold. You'll know it because it's unmistakable. Do this, and then you know it. But that's not the primary way he leads you. It could be a dream. Sure. But you better make sure you know it in your spirit because it could be a Domino's dream. Papa John dreams are the worst. Don't ever make decisions after eating Papa John's. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Just don't, don't count the dream. You've got to still filter through your spirit. But he could show you in a dream. He could give you a vision. The pastor could be preaching, and all of a sudden your spirit jumps about something I'm not even preaching about. That's the Holy Ghost giving you an answer. But still filter it through the inner witness. Do I have peace? It could be a, a number of different things. It could be a word of prophecy. It could be a scripture that you're reading and it jumps off the page and he's eating you through that verse. Mm -hmm. But whatever he leads you, the number one way is the inner witness. And you don't need more than the inner witness. So don't look for fancy stuff. Amen. Well, I need an angel. <laughs> I just need, I just need, Pastor, I just, I just, I just need an angel this time. I just really need an angel. No, you don't need an angel. You need the inner witness. Don't get weird. <laughs> Angels will help you, but don't, don't get weird. You're just looking for that inner witness. If God does it a variety of other ways, wonderful, but it's going to filter through that inner witness. Amen. And then Taylor goes, Corinne, I don't know why I know, but I know. And many times I wake up in the morning, Taylor, right. and I know. Yeah. Why? Because when your mind is under a lot of pressure and very physically busy, it's like a beehive. But when you sleep and you're subconscious... Not unconscious, just your subconscious. Now, you could have your wife knock you out into unconscious land. And Jenny's done that a couple times. You need to hear the voice of the Spirit. Bang! And I wake up for six hours later, and I go, I got the answer, Jen. No, she's never done that. I'm not talking about unconscious. I'm talking about subconscious. But when you're subconscious, your mind is ap it's calm. And you don't even need it to be calm. You don't even try it. It, just ha it has to be calm to sleep. But in that state of calmness of mental thinking, an answer can bubble up from your spirit to your mind. And when you wake up, you go, ah, I know what to do. Yeah, that's right. Praise God. Isn't God kind that even when we're so busy and we're not hearing the voice of our spirit that much, not because we're not in the word, not because we're not praying, but just because our mind is like a beehive and therefore the hooks aren't going down as much because you're dealing with everything else in life. Even under stressful times, he can still get it to you even while you sleep. And when you wake up, you just know. So what are we going to do? We're not going to talk in the English. We're not going to start talking all what the world thinks and what our underdue mind thinks about areas that God's already showed us his mind on. We're going to speak what we know. And then when we don't know his mind, what are we going to do? We're still going to speak, but it's just not going to be in English because we don't know what to say. But we can speak in other tongues. Thank God we believe in other tongues. What if we're part of these wonderful churches, sweet churches, they don't believe in the Holy Ghost? They don't believe in tongues. They are at such a disadvantage in life. You know why? Because when Jesus said, is it expedient for me to go? The word expedient in the Greek means it is to your advantage. God is saying, I'm giving you an advantage in life by giving you the Holy Ghost. And there's so many Christians today that just don't even believe it. Thank God we do. And even if we don't know, speak the things which the Spirit teaches by tongues, the utterance of tongues. And over time, you'll know it. 
You know, the majority of counseling cases I've given the answer to tonight. Most people come because there's a question they have. I don't, I don't understand this. I don't, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to miss it. Read the Bible. Pray in tongues. Speak what you know by revelation and pray in the spirit about the stuff you don't know by revelation. Amen. Praise God. Can I end with saying this? What if there's revelation you have in healing, but now there's something you're dealing with in the health arena, but the revelation you have isn't cutting it? Have you ever faced that? Because I have. Maybe the revelation you have is not deep enough. So you, you're saying out in English what you know, but it's not fixing the problem. Well, first of all, check your love walk. Check your faithfulness. Check, make sure the boxes are ticked, that there's no open door. And then second of all, don't just be, don't just be, mm, I'm just going to keep hammering away with what I know. That's foolishness. If it didn't work already, what you know is not enough. So don't just speak in English with your current level of the revelation of the mind of God. Start to speak in tongues because now there's something about healing that you don't know yet. Are you listening to me? I'm helping somebody right now. Father, I know the covenant of healing and I'm speaking the things in English, but something's not moving here. So there's a mystery to me. There's more mind of God about healing that I need revealed. So I'm going to speak out in tongues about this greater revelation on healing. And as I speak in other tongues and as I study your word, I'm going to get that greater revelation on healing. Then I can start speaking that in English and the problem will go away. So don't get, what's the word? Don't get hell bent for lack of a better word on just speak, 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 speak. If you didn't work for the first few weeks, you don't know enough. What did Dad Hagen say? If you're dealing with health and it's not changing within a relatively short period of time, go to the doctor. A month or less. If you're not turning it in a month or less and there's not something you can see, either by your own, by your own examination or having a doctor examine you, because some things you can't tell without blood tests. But if, you're, if, you're not, if it's not changing in a relatively short period of time, doing what you know to do, what you know is not enough. So instead of keep going and then dying, like a lot of people have done, Dad Hagen said, go to the doctor because he knows that's a natural escape. But what the better way to be, yes, go to the doctor, but the better way to be, start praying in tongues. Start studying the word. Lord, I know something about this subject, but obviously what I'm facing requires deeper revelation. So because I don't know, I can speak out in the Holy Ghost and now I'm studying and I'm speaking. Now you can reveal to me the deeper revelation that I already have some, but I need more. Now that I get the more, I start speaking that in English and the problem disappears. Hallelujah. So you, you got you to gotta, you gotta understand that flow of the spirit. It's not just hell bent on one thing. There's other levels. Jenny and I have learned that there's levels when it comes to healing. There's levels when it comes to finances. There's levels when it comes to lots of different things. It's not all just over here. You've got to go deeper. How do you do it? Study and pray. Study and pray. And the spirit of God will guide you. Heavenly Father, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. We're, ha- we're tackling this Holy Ghost one little mouthful at a time. It's a mountain, but we're taking one shovel at a time because Lord, we want to learn how to be led by your spirit. And I've said a number of things tonight, Lord, many that were in my notes, but some that were not in my notes that were by the gift of prophecy. That means inspired utterance by the Holy Ghost that I couldn't even repeat if I wanted to, because it came out by the spirit. 
So that is why, Lord, if these people are serious about this, if this is a a mandate for them in their hearts to learn the leading of the Spirit, I would strongly encourage them to listen to this again, to write notes on this and listen to it again. Because there were things that were said that I can promise them that they did not fully catch it on the first go around. It's going to take some meditating on this. It's going to take some listening again. And reading these verses and meditating on these verses. Lord, there's a lot that Pastor Nancy says and I go back and I'm like, I never heard her say that at all. And I was sitting right there listening. Lord, sometimes our mind is thinking about something that was said 30 seconds ago and we miss the next statement. Because we're trying to process what was just said, but things are happening quickly. So Father, let them go and listen again if they're serious about this. If they really want to be a student of how to be led by the Spirit. Lord, a regular student in university would go and listen to the lecture again and study their notes for the test is coming. Lord, these students of the Spirit here at Promise of Life, they have come out on a Wednesday night to learn, but let them go and listen to this again and meditate on it until more revelation comes because the test is coming. And we want to pass the test when it shows up. We want to pass the test when it shows up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, I missed that little test today and it cost me some money. Praise God. That's okay. There's always more money to be made because the Spirit of God said to Dad Hagen, I'll make, if you learn to follow my Spirit, I'll make you rich. I don't have a problem about people being rich. I have a problem with them being covetous. Father, we're not money-minded, greedy, or covetous, but you do want us to have a full supply financially, and you want to lead us into that full supply if we will just learn how to be led by the Spirit. And that's why I'm teaching. Lord, it's helping me, and it's helping the people. So we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. It is our right to freely know the things given to us of the Father. Father, reveal your mind to us by revelation through the Holy Ghost in our spirits and let us speak it in English. And if we don't know it, let us speak it in tongues until we do know it. And we give you praise for it in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen and Amen.